All right. Uh, welcome, everyone, to a Average Joe's podcast for the NCDA. Uh, my name is Sean Smith, ca- or not captain, president of Towson Dodgeball. I'm joined by Kevin Bailey and Jacob Lesky. Lesky, if you guys want to say hi. What's up? How's it going? <laughs> Thanks for uh, introducing yourselves, guys. Yep. All right. Um, so since we know that certain schools like Grand Valley are starting up um, hellaciously the week after New Year's, um, we're going to go ahead and get like a little spring semester preview going on, fall semester, uh, I guess, post-view. Uh, so we're going to start with um, you know, how we thought the fall semester went, uh, what we were surprised by, anything like that, what we thought the match of the semester was. Uh, then we'll move on to spring semester expectations and up. Uh, move on to a little bit of nationals talk, possible pool play matchups, um, things that we'd really like to see, and then just a couple like small topics at the end of it to round it all out. Um, so to get everything started, uh, Kevin, we'll start with you, uh, having the top team in the league. Uh, what were your thoughts on how the fall semester went, and uh, you know, just anything you might think about, anything that went down? Yeah. Uh, well, overall, it was a good fall semester of dodgeball uh, in terms of just how competitive some of the games were. It it seems like uh like the top end of the league is a lot more competitive this year than it was in years past. Like uh I guess it's it's closer than the top team being Grand Valley all the way down to like the sixth or seventh team. There's a lot of teams that might be able to get a national championship this year. I know there's a lot more teams that believe they can, where in years past it was maybe two or three teams had a chance at winning, and then, and then the roles were just a second-tier team, I guess. Um, and for so far this year, what did you think was the match of the fall semester? Uh, yeah, I'd say the best match would be... Well, my personal favorite was uh, Grand Valley against Central, the game that went into overtime. I don't know if that was that most exciting game because the overtime was uh, six, six on zero. We ended up getting them all out, but just the fact that it was like a like the rebirth of Central Dodgeball sort of where they, they hadn't been good for a couple years and then all of a sudden they take Grand Valley into overtime when we didn't go into overtime a single single game last year. And, and our only loss was to Saginaw. And Central never really competed that well. All of a sudden this year they take us into overtime the first time we play them. So yeah, I'd say that was that was the best match. They were winning the game, and then we ended up tying it, went into overtime, we won. But, I mean, just the, uh, I guess, the message that was sent because of that game, that was my favorite game. Cool. All right. Um, Jacob, how do you think things went, and do you think that that was uh, the Grand Valley Central game was the best match of the semester, or... You know, do you have a different one? I, I, Kevin touched on it pretty much everything I was thinking. It's, it's very competitive. You don't just have two teams like Saginaw and Grand Valley or just two Michigan teams killing everything and that no one else has a chance. It's actually good competition on almost, in a, across many different teams, which is always great to see I and mean, we haven't seen in a while. Uh, when it comes to uh, my favorite match, I would say that... Yes, I agree with Kevin. It was very great to experience. It was very great to see. Uh, it was. It was a. We were very proud of ourselves, even though we lost. Uh, but I would say, outside of that game, I would say my favorite game to watch was at the Ohio State tournament. 
Kentucky versus a ten-man Michigan State game team that was losing. That was losing. Was tied one-one, and uh, they had like two guys left. And Kentucky had like I swear like thirteen people, and State pulled off the win. He got the point. I was incre- incredible catching. It was it was kind of fun to watch actually. So yeah. Cool. Um, from my own side of things, uh, the the weirdest feeling from the semester, and maybe it's just because I don't get to see too many teams throughout the year. It didn't feel like there were a lot of matches played or a lot of like big variety of teams playing. Um, and I think that is just because you know my team doesn't have the chance to get outside of our travel restrictions much, um, so we don't get to see many teams outside of Maryland, outside of JMU. Um, any schools like that, but uh, probably my happiest moment of the semester was seeing Penn State, VCU, and the brand new team, Stevenson, all at the same tournament uh, together, and it, it's big for me because, you know, I talked to John, um, my assistant captain, a lot, and you know, he and I, especially when it comes to Stevenson, we've been hoping and hoping and hoping that more teams on the East Coast uh, would become stable and just move on up with things and get more involved. Um, and in regards to the addition Stevenson, that one actually has to be because the whole Stevenson was about 2007. So uh, it was originally known as something else. Now it's Stevenson, and now they have Dodgeball, and they're right down the street from us, which is really awesome. Um, in terms of match of the semester, uh, I'd have to go with my team's most recent match against Maryland. It was incredibly heartbreaking, so it was actually also my least favorite match of the semester because of how heartbreaking it was. Um, but I have to give credit to Maryland. They showed not only incredible court knowledge, but knowledge of the rule book and how to use that to their advantage. Um, because we went up one to nothing for the first time all semester, taking the first point. Um, Maryland, we had them on the ropes. We were about to go up two nothing, and then just through strategy, I won't go through the long process of it. Uh, managed to milk the clock down to halftime. They didn't, or we didn't get the point. They didn't lose the point. Goes on to the second half. Maryland takes control, ends up winning two to one. Um, so incredibly frustrating on my end, but uh, just kind of like great show of knowledge for a team like Maryland. Um, and with something as heartbreaking as that, you know, it, it means that it had to be such a great match for it to mean that much. And uh, didn't um, you guys, you played them a couple other times before that, and you got closer each time to beating them? Is that? Yeah, we. Um, I think we might have lost to them three nothing the first time. Yeah. The second second time we played them, we lost to them two to one. They took the first two points, um, or it was like two zero or one to one or something. Then. They went up 2-1, to one and we had a chance to tie it at the end. We just ran out of time on the clock. Um, and then this time, uh, when we played them, uh, bear in mind, we didn't have our best thrower, Joe Tobin, at this tournament. Um, obviously, that's no excuse, because we don't know if he'll be available down the line, but you know, no one's always available. Um, yeah. But you know, it's our, like my team's been getting closer. Um, it's, it's not like Maryland's been taking a step back, because they're... They're a team that, uh, in our little pre-podcast that I told Jacob, I uh, think that when he does get a chance to see them or play them, that they're really going to surprise him and his teammates, uh, depending on what their opinion on them is. I hope so. 
All right, so moving on to the spring semester, um, now we have a small, like, small sampling of how things have been so far with the records. Um, currently the standings, just to go through them real quick, Grand Valley, Central, Michigan State, James Madison, Ohio State, Maryland, Kent, Towson, UWP, and Saginaw uh, round out the top ten record-wise. Um, this would obviously not be the same for everybody's like team strength levels. Um, so not going based on record, but in terms of uh, like power rankings or just not necessarily having a ranking, but where do you think everyone's going to end up um, at the end of the semester, Jacob? Well... Clearly, I'm very confident in my team. Uh, we are getting back a very valuable player, Michael Riley. I am uh, very confident we will take it from Grand Valley this semester. But I, if we do not, uh, more the merrier. But I, uh, I believe it will go down, in my opinion, to five teams: uh, the four Michigan powerhouse teams or James Madison. I really think it's a really big toss-up between the five. I really do. Uh, this next NBC will say a lot, and uh, Central is hosting a tournament March 21st, and uh, JMU is very interested in attending. It'll be if they attend, it will be all four Michigan teams in JMU, and I think who does well at that will say a lot about who can yeah. take it all. Yeah. Cool. Kevin, where do you think everyone will end up at? Yeah, I I agree with uh, Jacob. I think that's the top five. Uh, I think the order that it's going to finish, I actually think, uh, well, Grand Valley is number one, in my opinion. I think James Madison will be number two this year. They they made their first Final Four last year. I think they'll get it to the final game this year. Uh, and then after that, I think it's going to be Central, Saginaw, MSU, fighting it out for who's the next best team. But it's, it's so close between all those teams. It's crazy how close it is. Uh, I don't remember a year where going into the MDC, you you honestly it could be a toss up who's who gets first, who gets fourth between a, like those top four teams. All right. Um, so between the two of you, because I think all four or all three of us would agree that the top four or five teams are the four Michigan schools: James Madison. Um, so disregarding James Madison as a top team uh, or putting them into the top bracket. Um, moving down to, like, I guess what we could call a second tier, um, yeah. if we had to group everyone together uh, based on their region, where would you guys put the top teams from, like, Ohio, Kentucky, um, if you want to throw out the, like, Illinois region with, like, DePaul and UWP. Um, Nebraska. Yeah, Nebraska, any of them. Um, and then the East Coast. You know, well, like, Ranking-wise, because we know Michigan's the top, um, and again, leaving JMU out of contention because they're so clearly uh, um, in the top rankings, where would you guys stack up those regions? Uh, I actually, uh, I think the East Coast is the second best region. I said that at the end of last year, actually. Uh, but yeah, in my uh, end of the fall semester rankings, I had Maryland at six. So right after those those Michigan teams, I, I think Maryland's better than might be better than both Ohio State and Kent State. But yeah, I'd say uh, the East Coast would be the second best region right now, in my opinion. And then after that, I'd say Ohio, then Kentucky, then Illinois. Jacob, what are your thoughts? 
I'm gonna I'm gonna show some the East Coast some respect here because I know I've been lacking on it. I will uh, I will agree with Kevin and I will go. I think it's close though. I will go East Coast because they Penn State, VCU, and even Stevenson now are playing more. Uh, in Towson, especially Maryland, are showing lots of improvement. I've heard nothing but high praise from Maryland, and they deserve it. So from what it sounds like, but I would also say that uh, I think Kent State. I know I've been saying in our post, but they're my dark horse. Uh, I really believe that they have a lot of talent, and they just don't seem to bring it all to the same tournament. But so I, I will go with my Ohio's my third. Then I will probably go uh, Kentucky. Actually, yeah, I'm gonna go Kentucky with my fourth, and then Illinois for my fifth. I wanted to switch it up, but it's, Kentucky they tend to show up at nationals, so yeah. I'm gonna stick with that. I think, yeah, I think uh, Kent State is. A dark horse team. Ohio State also is. They Ohio have, State uh, is, yeah. They're one of the more talented teams, but they haven't like put it all together to get like a signature win this year. Correct. I mean, they got they beat State, but State had ten men. Yeah. The, so it's it's difficult. Yeah, a lot a lot will be uh, told with the second semester. We'll see where they fall, but Ohio's right there. That that uh region, they're right there. They're got a couple of really good teams. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, for my side of things. That's kind of where I'm stuck on. Um, you know, again, I know I, I only see things out here, but um, you know, last year when I got a chance to see more teams outside of uh, outside of the East Coast, because I played against Ohio State for the first time. Uh, I played against Kent a few times. Uh, this is the first time this year that they're playing without a lot of like the familiar faces that I've known from years past. Um, you know, I don't really know anything about their team. They're actually um, I, I don't want to know if they're like the top team that I want to play right now outside the East Coast, but they're they're kind of up there just because I, I want to see what they're all about now um, with all the new faces that I didn't recognize from years past. Um, I, I don't know. I'm stuck because it seems like it's between Ohio and the East Coast as the number two region. Now, I want to say the East Coast just because I think if we were to go in a rematch against Ohio State right now, you know, I think we would beat them. I don't know anything about Kent, but if I had to put my money on a team between Kent and Maryland, right now, based on what I've seen about Maryland, I would put it on Maryland. Um, but you know, based on what you guys are telling me, because you've seen them, for all I know, it could go the other way. Um, yeah. Oh, I want to add something. Uh, i got to give the Ohio State kind of, uh game that they played, the one game they played some respect, that went into OT, that was one of the better games I've actually seen. I'm going to put that, that was a great tournament to watch. That was, sorry to interrupt, that was a great game. Credit to both those teams, it was a hard-fought match. Yeah, and for all I know, that could be like one reason why that region's better, because, you know, they've gone to overtime, Maryland and us haven't, and outside of JMU, uh, I'd say right now we're the two best teams in the East Coast. Yeah. Um, I don't know. For me, I'd have to go East Coast um, to Ohio three. I would call if they were to play seriously. Uh, that would put the Illinois region um, above the Kentucky region right now because I think DePaul has a lot of talent that you know when they're playing for fun, so they can show them when they play seriously, has the opportunity to shine. Um, but in, off their history, I would say that they're more likely to play just for fun. Um, so that would jump the Kentucky region over them. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Moving to Nationals. 
Uh, what's up, John? All right, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, obviously, it's harder for you, Sean, uh, with you guys only only seeing East Coast teams the whole first semester. But, uh, yeah, I, I think one thing that helps the Ohio region, uh, when you're when you're comparing the East Coast to Ohio, the Ohio region teams, they get to play against the Michigan teams throughout the whole year, not just at Nationals or, or one other big tournament. But, like, Ohio State uh, and Kent State, they've, they've had – the opportunity to play against all the Michigan teams, it seems like. So I don't know. It's going to be really interesting at nationals to see where where they fall because obviously last year Maryland, Towson, they showed up for the East Coast, made them look a lot better than what we probably thought of the East Coast in the past. Yeah, um, Maryland in particular, just because you know no one had had a chance to see them. Um, yeah, and. Yeah, it, it was tough with the two of us being matched up together in the first, first round because, you know, we don't know what would have happened if we had been matched up against teams. Because uh, at that point, you know, you're, you're guaranteeing at least one East Coast team should something crazy have happened in January. Um, but one East Coast team uh, moving on to the quarterfinals that way. Yep. Um, so, I don't know. We'll see how things go. Uh, but I, have no doubt, that, I have no doubt at least two East Coast teams will make to the quarterfinals. I have no doubt. Yeah, if I were to take a guess, if we all have like top eight seedings, um, that three teams would make it. Uh, if by we I mean JMU, Maryland, and Towson. Yeah, that goes. Um, but speaking of nationals, um, you know we've gotten a little bit of word from Nick Johnson of Western, uh, some ideas that he's thinking about putting together for a pool play. Um, we're not going to throw out anything solid because, as he's told me, as he's told, I'm sure, other guys who may have spoken to about this, nothing's set in stone yet. Um, but there were some possible matchups like uh, Towson versus Michigan State and Bowling Green for the first time in NCAA history. Um, Maryland going up against Central Michigan and Kentucky in good matchups against catching teams. Um, teams like UWP, JMU, um, Western Kentucky all being in the same bracket, uh, stuff like that. Um, so if you guys had to, you know, create your own ideal brackets, I guess, of teams that you would love to see match up against each other, because there's no way to guarantee that on elimination day. You know, who would you go in one or two, four team brackets, or if you have three, three, uh, three pool uh, pools of brackets? So Kevin. You know, uh, like full brackets, I I don't know, but I know a couple matchups that I would really want to see. I'd like to see uh, like Maryland against an Ohio State, or maybe a uh, like you said Central. That'd be a really good game. And then uh, even even Towson against like a Kent State or a Ohio State team, because that just seeing how uh the East Coast teams match up against the Ohio teams. But also, I, I'm i interested to see where Wisconsin-Platteville will end up because they haven't played many games, but they're one of the more talented teams in the league. So I guess that's one thing to look for is just uh, UWP, whoever they end up, what, what pool they end up in. That's going to be one of the tougher pools, I'm guessing. Cool. Um, Jacob, what about you? Uh, I have to agree with Kevin. Uh, I'd love to see us play Maryland. I've heard they're great catching teams, so it'd be great to play them. I, I'd really like to see. Uh, like he just talked about UWP. They, uh, I've, every time I've seen them play, I have nothing but respect for the way they play, 
and they seem to make a match out of everyone that they play up play up against. Uh, so I would like actually, actually like to see them say play Grand Valley or a rematch of Michigan State from last year because I know that was a heck of a game. So yeah. that'd be really cool. But I also uh, I'd really like to see. I don't know if Nebraska or North Texas will ever make the trip, which if they did, that'd be really cool. But I'd like to see them play some different teams because that'd be really cool to see a new team. The same with Akron. I like to see how Akron stacks up. They didn't look that bad for a brand new team. I they got their first point against Michigan State. It was pretty funny. You completely stole that from me, you jerk. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, man. Had That's to. fine. Um. So to your point, I, I would really see a team like Akron because I think over the course of the spring semester, I'm going to get a lot of chances to see Stevenson uh, with him only being like a 20-minute drive from us. So, yeah, I'm at the point of anything with Stevenson because I'm going to have so much exposure to them. Um, you know, I'd really like to see Akron play. Um, it's because, you know, more teams that show up to Nationals uh, realize how you know, the more teams we get to stay around. Um, so they can come, play, put up a good showing. Uh, don't know how they'll do recognized. Don't know how to progress over the semester. Uh, it might surprise someone, but I'd really just like to see them go against anyone, um, just as they like. Um, top, it, it's I have Central on the receiving end of this round, but I either want to see Maryland or JMU go against Central because it's either catching versus catching or use arms against Central Michigan. So that, like, you have two similar styles going against each other, and then you have two opposing styles going against each other. Um, and I think for Maryland, say, I'd really like to see them play Central and have a really tight game, because uh, yeah, after you uh, you published your rankings there, Jacob, I, uh, <laughs> I, think, I think there are some people that are going to be pleasantly surprised by how solid of a team uh, Maryland really is. So i like to just see uh, what they could do with that. Um, no pressure, Maryland. It's another reason why I want a team play. I want them to prove me wrong, especially against my own team. <laughs> yeah. um, and since I can't pick, like, you know, Grand Valley and Saginaw, because that's a, a potential regular season matchup, I want to go with something that is unusual, um, and I'd really like to see my team in Towson go against either Kent State because we haven't played them all year, and like I said, I'd really like to see what they're all about. Or hold on, John, um, or see us go against uh, Iowa State because after talking to their captain, uh, John, I'm doing a podcast. Uh, Bring him in. He wants to join. Give me a second, boys. All right, while he's gone, uh, Jacob, what are your other... Uh, I guess. It's Kevin and Jacob. Kevin and Jacob. Oh! Oh! Hey, hey, Brittany's, Brittany's sleeping. Brittany's sleeping? Yes. Oh, shit, I didn't know she What's was up? here. What's up, boys? What up, Bailey? How you doing, man? I'm good. What's How are you? What's up, man? How you guys doing? Good. How you doing, brother? Oh, Welcome. Good. Winter Breeze Podcast? Oh, you didn't tell yes. me about this. Yeah. You didn't tell me about this. So it's unbelievable. Go get your milk for your call. Unbelievable. I, I just wanted to ask you. Yeah, yeah. You can okay. you can use some of my milk. Okay. Kevin, you guys uh you guys lose anyone? You guys are you guys vulnerable yet or no? 
Wait, what? I've, have you lost anyone? Like, are you guys vulnerable? Yes, yeah, they are vulnerable. We are, I guess. We might just be teasing the whole league, though. We might just be playing easy first semester. Who knows? <laughs> oh, yeah, that explains the 20 0 record, huh? Yeah. Okay. No, Ooh. Uh, Ooh. a lot more Top close games. Go, go so. to your coffee thing. How. John, John, go do your coffee thing. I just want to talk to Kevin, though. Go do your coffee thing. I just, I haven't talked to Kevin in so long. It's <laughs> been like. Him. Talk to him after so this. Long. Seriously, this is recording. Oh, this is recording? Yes! Oh. Oh, shit. <laughs> that top six, that top Why'd you do top six, by the way, and not top five? Just go do your well, coffee it's thing. It's weird. It's top six. Go, go get your coffee. That's a strange Go get your too. coffee. Okay. I'll Take care, Kevin. Take care, Kevin. See you, Jacob. Peace, boys. All right. Let's go on your way okay. out. You see what I live with? That was fun. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> where, where the heck was I? All right. Um. All right. We're just gonna scrap everything that I was supposed to do because John ruined my little segment there. Um. All right. Moving on to that. Um. Moving on. Um. There's one thing that, as content members, uh, Kevin as our chief of content. Um, Jacob as a content man, uh, writer, me as a content writer, senior content writer, whatever I'm being called now. Um, yeah, we've noticed this year in particular there hasn't been as much outside involvement from league members um, that aren't necessarily like content providers or anyone directly involved in league activities. Um, I don't know if it's because you know people aren't interested in the content that we're generating or if people aren't reading what we're putting out there, uh, whether they're interested or not, um, whether everyone thinks that we suck at our jobs and we'll be fired, um, or if it's just no reason at all. Um, but, yeah, I, I'll let you guys chime in after I'm done. Um, I would just like to see more people, you know, posting comments on stuff. Um, if you have anything to say or if you think something that we say, like, might be, you know, easily debated or something like that. Um, uh, I don't know. I just kind of I hate receiving criticism, but I like receiving criticism because it lets me know that there's stuff that, as a writer, I can improve on. I don't know how you guys feel, but I would like to just see more people writing stuff just to know how we're doing. But um, then also to hear everyone's opinions. Um, so if you guys want to chime in, go ahead. But that's my little piece about it. Yeah, Sean. Uh, well, one thing I would add too. Uh, I know Chris Hess used to write articles for uh, JMU back when he was a the captain there. I, I I would just encourage anyone that I guess wanted to write like a recap of a game or something, just send it our way. We'll post it on the website because I know that that used to happen in the past where a, a captain would just send their recap in and then post the article on the website so everyone could read it because obviously we can't go to every single match, but people want to hear about it, so it's the best way to get it out of the just send send in a, a little write up if you if you can. But Sean, yeah, I agree with that. I mean, it's it just helps if there's people that are, uh, I guess, commenting on it and all that. If everyone's more involved, it just I guess it's more exciting, especially for us as content writers. Yeah, and I, to go off of that, it it, uh, it encourages us to continue writing, and it also we want to hear your criticism. We want to hear if you disagree with us. That's the whole point is we want to 
we want to stir the pot. We want to see what the league's thinking. It it also helps us uh, know how you know what you guys are thinking, and know that you guys are supporting what we're doing. Yeah, um, I don't know what you two guys want to do as a profession, um, but this is actually what I would really like to do as a profession. Um, I'm actually trying to see if my professors from this uh, past semester might be able to hook me up with a job at uh, Baltimore Newspaper. Um, so me in particular, having a very vested interest in this, um, you know, I, I would like to see if people agree, disagree, if they think there's something that better or something. Um, you know, I know it's going to necessarily agree with anything I have to say. People might take particular exception to it, or some people might really enjoy what I have to say. Uh, regardless of which of the spectrum, um, you know, we, we can't really do our jobs and feel like we're doing a good job if everyone's staying silent. Um, so regardless of what you just want to do for the future, this is, you know, like I said, what I want to know. I would really enjoy it if more people would give feedback, be it positive, negative, or neutral. Yeah. Um, well said. Yeah, that that's our little show about it. Um, so this is just a request from us on the content team. Uh, we'd like more people to get involved. Um, and I just thought about this two seconds ago. If you're from like the Kentucky region, or even the Ohio region, we really uh, we have Zygmunt writing for the Illinois region, but if he's a busy guy, he can't attend everything or you may not have the perspective of UWP or Nebraska player or WKU, UK, OSU. So anyone from any of those teams, doesn't matter who you are, email us with something. We'll look it over. We'll submit it, um, and we'll, we'll go from there. We would just love to see more people get involved. Yeah. All right. Um, but moving on from that uh, to our last topic, and this is just a bit of a for fun sort of way to close it out. I'm um, excited. <laughs> Since there are a lot of leagues outside of ours, but the vast majority of teams play uh, six on six, and frankly, we don't have enough time, brain power, whatever, to figure out our top 15 players um, <laughs> that we would pick NCAA style because that list is just too long, too muddled, gets a little ridiculous. Um, you know, we decided to cut it down to our non-NCAA league and go with uh, elite style dodgeball, and if we had to pick a team to go six on six against another team, uh, pick our top six players. Uh, so, Kevin, we'll start with you. Uh, bearing in mind that we set the precedent or the restriction amongst ourselves that we were not allowed to pick members of our own teams for round six. So Kevin can't pick Grand Valley. Jacob can't pick Central. I can't pick Towson. Uh, so, Kevin, go ahead and start us off. All right, yeah. I don't even know if I've got the right six here, but here's the six I have right now. Uh with no Grand Valley players, obviously, uh, my first pick would be uh, Brent Gromer from JMU, especially now that he's healthy. I know his knee was messed up last year, but he's he's probably one of the best all-around players in the league, so he, he would be in my top six for sure. And then my second pick, uh, this one might come as a surprise, uh, Nico uh, from DePaul is probably the most underrated player in the league, but he's he's definitely one of the top six. Uh, and then another person, my third one, would be uh, Joey Cardell, also from JMU. 
uh, just from playing against him so many times. He's so hard to get out. And really good catcher, obviously. Uh, fourth pick, I'm actually going to go with some from, someone from Central. I put Brett Hadwin in there just because he's a really exciting player. Uh, but, yeah, every time we play against you guys, uh, against Central, it, he's he uh, is one of the best performers for sure. Uh, number five, I'll pick someone from Towson. I'll say uh, Jonathan Shaw, actually. He just butted into our conversation a minute ago. But and he just boosted his uh, ego so much. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't think he gets enough recognition, but I'd put him. I'd throw him in my top six. Uh, and then last pick. Last pick, if if I can, I'll do a tie between two players uh, from MSU. Noe, I don't know if I'm pronouncing your last name right. Galaviz, something like that. Uh, he was a freshman last year. He was the best freshman in the league last year. But tie between him and then Colin O'Brien, the captain for MSU. Because we've played against them a lot this year, and both both of those players are outstanding, in my opinion. So, yeah, that's my top six, seven, I guess. You, you do realize that by doing a tie, you just Dan Levitarded this game. Tie, tie between those two. I'll pick Colin because he's older. If no one understands my reference, whenever Levitard makes an appearance on part of the interruption, he always finds a way to ruin the games. So, Kevin, way to go. Sorry. I'll change my I pick Colin over uh, over no. There we go. Because Colin right. Colin coaches me more than everyone else in the league combined for some reason. Alright. Uh, Jacob, go ahead and give us your six. Alright. So uh, I was going to go with Nico and Colin, but I'm going to switch mine up. Uh, I'm going to go with – he also went with Brent, but I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to go with Brent Gromer. He really impressed me last year at Nationals, and I heard he's back at it again, killing it. Uh, next, I will go with Blake Gravetti out of SASU. Uh, last year he was just one of their role players, and this year I've noticed he has stepped it up, and he has become a true leader on that team, and I was very impressed with uh, the one game we played against them. Uh, my next would be uh, our very own Kevin Bailey. He uh, – Tends to evade uh, getting out against us, which aggravates me very much. Uh, and then I would next go uh, with Jeff Starr. Uh, he's a big leader on that team. I know he's trying to bring them to the next level, and he's doing a great job. Uh, he's got a heck of a cannon he can catch. And uh, I uh, think he has a lot of potential. Uh, the next, uh, I, was that five for me or is that four? That's four. Next would be, I'm going to really surprise people here, but uh, Dan Brown, or Zach Brown, Zach Brown, he, uh, every time I see him play, he makes hardly any mistakes. I know he's only been to really one or two tournaments, but he's a really big leader for this, uh, Kentucky, uh, and I just am always impressed with how he plays. And then my six would be, I was tied between three players from Grand Valley, but I decided to go with Trevor Nordberg. Uh, he's really stepped it up for that team. Uh, every time I see him play, he... He's just making – he's not even one of the – the other two were assistant captains. He's just really stepped it up and really impressed my squad as well. They've noticed it. So that's my yeah. six. Nice. All right. Um, so thank you, Jacob, for at least picking one of the three that you had a tie with. Uh, <laughs> um, so my six, uh, if I had to pick – and, yeah, obviously we're doing repeats – uh, my top choice would be Brent Gromer. Um, 
mainly just because it it's surprises me and scares me a little bit when I can ask someone in a joking manner but know that part of it's serious. Uh, the last time I saw him, um, I think I asked him in a joking way, you know, how does it feel to know that at any point in time you could just decapitate a guy on the court? Um, but, you know, Brent really has that ability because I've seen him, you know, have guys stand a couple feet in front of him on his own team and throw a ball that goes over them but nail a guy on the other team right in the face. Um, and he's also a really good catcher uh, to go in with that. And he just he never really seems to go out, or if he does get out, he comes back in really quickly. Um, and then once he comes back in, he never seems to go out again. So uh, I, I'd say Brent, um, a number two pick, um, because I, I haven't seen Brett play that much. Uh, my top choice from Central because I've seen him make some absurd catches uh, was Wes Peters. Um, you know, solely just because you know, you're going to need a guy who's able to catch, and Wes, in my mind, still has the best hands in the league. Um, I still love that. Hearing that. <laughs> well, i got to give the devil his due. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, my third pick, um, after Brent, that really goes in no particular order, but... And my number three guy I've listed, uh, I have Kevin Bay. The one time I actually got to watch you play last year, Kevin, um, you know, some of the stuff that you did was, I, I, don't, I wouldn't say necessarily groundbreaking, but just impressive how you're able to keep yourself alive and get other people out um, and just, like, work your way out of bad situations. Um, you know, just go from there. Uh, my fourth bit... <laughs> I, I won't. I won't boost your ego too much because your record does enough of that for you. Um, my fourth pick, because I played him a little bit against DePaul last year, was Nico Nadal. Um, I didn't know his name up until today, so I'm glad you guys told me that so I could put him in here. Um, but very underrated player, very good. I would like to have him. Um, then I had Colin O'Brien. I haven't had a chance to see him play. Uh, this is going based on reputation. Um, you know, it just seems like a guy who you know, knows where he is on the court at all times. Uh, I've heard he knows like, how to organize everyone, make everyone be in the right place at the right time, uh, makes a lot of catches, uh, knows how to get people out in key situations. Um, and my last pick, originally I was going to go with Jeff Starr, um, and then no slight to Jeff, but just because, um, Kevin, you reminded me of this, uh, I switched over to Joey Cardella. Um, just because he really, his catches, he, he just makes weird catches that look amazing. And it's funny because, you know, every time I sit there and get, get amazed by the catches that he makes, um, you know, he just goes around and just acts like it's not that big of a deal because you know, he just moves on to the next play. So, you know, it's great to see a guy who can be that impactful for his team and then still be more focused on, like, the next steps in front of him. Yeah. Nice. Um, so those are going to be my top six. Uh, you guys said yours. Uh, I think this is where we'll stop things for now. I uh, hope everyone has good start to their spring semester. Uh, we won't see anybody until the start of February when we go back to school. Uh, hopefully see a lot of teams at the East. Um, and then if not, you know, see you guys at Nationals. Uh, do you guys have anything you want to say before you head out? Well, just 
Good luck next semester, everyone. Hope schedule more games, obviously. Uh, always good to have more dodgeball. Uh, when's nationals? Do you know the date, Sean? April 11th to the 13th. 11th uh, to the 13th. 10th to the 12th. It's going to be awesome. And then uh, JMU, come to Central Michigan. It'll be worth it. Trust me. Make oh, yeah. Make trip, please. It'll be a heck of a tournament. Yeah, Is that'll that be yeah. Central, hey, Central uh, Michigan. Every team Cup. Michigan and JMU. Yep. So, uh, yeah, everyone good luck next semester, and I look forward to seeing you all at Nationals. Uh, and Central Michigan, come to Towson on March 28th. Because we like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's all a right. Uh, all right. Uh, good luck to everyone this semester. Uh, please get in touch with us or start commenting things on the website. Uh, like we said, uh, if we don't hear from you before April, we will see you guys in April.